Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast, where we discuss topics, upcoming events, news, and predictions with real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. Listen and learn what makes their companies and themselves stand out and gain advantages over the competition and gain market share. Subscribe for the latest news and discussion on what it takes to stand out from the crowd. Now, here's your host, Jim. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. It's Jim, and I'm here with Laura, the office goddess. Hello, everyone. So today we have Kathleen Radcliffe as our our guest, and we're going to learn all kinds of things about her. But first, let's listen to this. Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs from radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong. Visit home inspections in Ohio.com. Hi, Kathleen. How you doing? Doing great. How about you? We are doing well. It's and happy Valentine's Day to you both. Oh, yes, you, you too. Thank yep. you. Thank you. So tell everybody who you are and what do you do? I'm a realtor with Coldwell Banker Realty. Uh, I'm based out of the downtown office, but periodically work over in Baxley. I've been a realtor for nine years now. And the reason why I became a realtor is, first of all, I enjoyed working with my realtors when I bought my condominium and when I sold it, when I bought my home. But also, um, I, uh, by profession prior to that, I was a news reporter for 10 and a half years and I got folded out of a job and I need I need a means to make a living. So that's interesting. News reporter. Was was that how would you describe that job? Was that fun? Most of the time it was. Most of the time. It was a lot of it was a lot of running around um, and uh, covering uh, stories ranging from school issues to crime to uh, development to uh, features, you name it. Kind of, oh, sounds, busy. It's, kind of sounds like a real estate agent. You're running around. <laughs> yes, <laughs> features. Exactly. People ask you about, about crime or developments in the area. They ask you all kinds of things. So it's, she was mm-hmm. prepping that you're, whole time. You were prepping the entire time. Nice. Yeah. So what, what, what job did you have before that? Um, prior to that, I worked for Chemical Abstracts and their marketing department. I also worked for the Ohio State University Medical Center uh, in their uh, trans- transplant area. Oh, interesting. Okay. That so you was definitely fun. got a wide, wide background things. This past year, last year, there were people waving home inspections. Interest rates were still nice. They're still nice now compared to historically. What we grew up with, yeah. Yeah. We, well, Laura and I grew up in the 80s, 15, 16%. Not unheard of. Not oh, I remember those days. So now, I don't know what it is now, probably around six, six and a half, seven. It it started going up in the 22. It went down a little bit and they crept up a little bit, but still lower than. Low. As far as I'm concerned, anything single digits is a nice interest rate. Yeah, mm-hmm. people got spoiled trying to find these three, four, two, 2.7. Yeah, they got spoiled with that. We certainly did, but I'll tell you what when I bought my condominium and I bought it in the mid 1990s, I bought it in a building that was non conforming, which meant that you 
um, basically I had to get a portfolio mortgage and my portfolio mortgage was at a variable rate of about 6%. I found that was, that wasn't terrible. That really was not. Um, it was a uh, 20 year variable rate. The interest rate did not go up for me and I paid the mortgage off early. And I find I, I find that the best approach to take is date the rate, marry the home. Yes. Because you can and always keep doing, the, keep doing the good things that you have done to get your mortgage. Right. And you'll be okay. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot, of, especially new buyers, they hear about the interest rate, they think they're it's not gonna make it affordable for them. But we we know. Well, the stories of people who bought a house and it's cheaper to own the house versus renting it. Yeah, Absolutely. I've got clients right, right now. now in that position. Yeah. Okay. Because our, our daughter bought a house two, three years ago. No, three. Three. She could not afford to find a place to rent. It was too expensive. Yeah. It was it was better for her just to buy a house. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. she was she had just turned 19. Yeah. And it was just it was easier for it was better for her to do it that way, because even interest rate, no matter what, you're if you own the house, you're building your own equity, and you're paying a mortgage for somebody. It's if, if you're renting the house or not, you're you're, you're still paying you're still paying a mortgage. You're paying your landlord's uh, mortgage. Yep, may as well be your own. Yep. Yes. So what what are you seeing in the market right now? Well, I'm seeing last year I started to see a lot of uh, people buying mobile homes, and that oh. and that yeah that I I mean I have a I have a client right now who was referred to me by another client who helped he and his daughter bought her a mobile home because I, they they found that she was in the scenario where the best that she could afford was a one bedroom apartment with a daughter and twin boys. Oh Lord, which that's does, not which work. just doesn't work at all. So um her father had lived in a mobile home for a while in Florida and but you know found it perfectly okay. So they got together, they bought her a mobile home, three bedrooms, two baths, the uh good school district, good neighborhood, and mm. they're still there. And a year later they're still there. She's happy. And she referred a, 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 a friend of hers to me, and I'm helping her right now buy, buy a mobile home. So, nice. And then last year, I was helping one of my colleagues show mobile homes quite a bit. So that market's expanding, expanding a little bit, particularly for the singles. Um, the uh, the this, these particular ladies were uh, were empty nesters; they didn't want to rent. And they didn't want to get caught in a bidding war. So, ta-da, mobile home. Nice. Yeah, that, I didn't realize that. That's kind of I, interesting. I have not heard too many people talk about mobile homes. I've, I've inspected a couple of those up in Indian Lake area. Now, is that the one that we do the manufactured certification on it? Or is that a manufactured home? What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. A, I'm sorry, I'm asking a question, Kathleen, because I'm yeah, curious. Right. That, have, that's okay. And by the modular, way, my my buyer got her, go, go ahead, Kathleen. My buyer got her mobile home inspected at my insistence, even though it was a 2021 model. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's there's never a perfect house no matter what. Yeah. But a modular home is it's like a stick built house. Okay. Okay. 
They build it typically inside a warehouse. They'll bring it on site, put it together, like they okay. have it, put the has it, and they put it on a permanent foundation. Okay. The foundation is permanent. So whether it's secured properly for a certain type of funding, that's a little bit different story. Okay, so that's what we do the mobile certification home, on. Yes. Mobile homes actually the trailer, can, right? Tra- yeah, more, more okay. trailer-like, but and then they can be attached permanently to a location, and sometimes the loans require you have to have the wheel, the axles removed, so it cannot be re- right. removed. I have seen people advertising on was it Instagram or something like that. People advertising how telling people how to invest in mobile homes. Oh, interesting! For the last couple of months, so have you seen people doing investments with those things as well? I have not. No, basically, my job has been to help my clients find what they find what they want and find what's affordable for them and find a suitable location and basically taking care of my clients. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And then you got referrals. That means you're doing a good job for your clients. Oh yeah, I am so pleased because one of my goals at becoming a realtor was to become literally family realtor. You have a family doctor, you have a family attorney, you have a family accountant you probably have a family insurance agent. I've done that a couple of times now. Yes. And that's cool. That, it, that, that's very cool. That, that's a good goal. Because if you're focused on what the client needs. They you, will like you, respect you, and refer you. And re, Yep. And, and stay with you. Yep. Very nice. What kind of trends are, are you seeing? Are you seeing more people moving out of Columbus? I'm I'm getting uh, more requests looking for outside of the outside of the outer belt. Okay. Okay. We, we're, we've been noticing that trend as well. We're doing a lot more inspections outside of Columbus area. More rural. Definitely yeah. more rural. One of my clients is building his retirement home now um, out in Fairfield County. And when that gets to a certain place where they get clear, uh, occupancy clearance, then they'll sell their home here in, in Columbus. So what what struggles, say a new home buyer, what struggles are you seeing that they're, they're dealing with? I think I'm seeing um, their new homes are up there in price. And sometimes as a realtor, I'm trying to find a new home for them and it's they're not getting enough land and they're not getting enough house. And there's not a whole lot. Of, it seems that the new home buyer, it's the the three, four bedroom, two, three bath. Um, it's there's not a whole lot out there for someone who might want to just buy a two to three bedroom or a two to three bedroom, uh, two bath or a one and a half bath. So inventory is not quite where it, where it should be. Inventory is not quite where it should be. And neither are the new builds, though. If you look at the majority of what is being built, they're over 400,000. That's not a good starter house for a young couple or for somebody no, that's starting out. They they can't afford it. No. We we talked to somebody a lot several years ago. We did a special for a lady who worked for the housing department for Columbus. So I think she may have been an attorney for them. I think so. We talked to her about her about houses and she had it, no clue. She, yeah, she didn't realize there's not many houses in that sweet spot for new for new homeowners, like mm-hmm. that 100 to 150, 170. The, yeah, the one, the much there, and 
Oh, and really? That, and that's the sweet spot. But builders, they say they buy 15 acres of land, they're going to do a development. They make more money if they can buy to build a bigger place. And there's a lot of bigger cities, they got a larger price point. And there's some communities, uh, cities, townships, whatever, will require you, you have to build something at least 2,000 square feet or whatever criteria they want. Yeah. And that's been exactly. part of the problem that I've heard is that some of the regulations that some of the cities have is really narrowing what builders can do coming in and they just, they can't do them. And that, and you add the chain, the, uh, the supply chain issues that they've been running into of late. Yeah. They're, they're also between a rock and a hard place. Yes. We're, we're looking at, I'm going to build a little tiny cabin down some property we have. And I was looking at lumber prices last year and, and this year. And the prices have come down a bit. Remember the one new build we did a we, we taught a CE class at a new builder's uh, model home. Just for that model home, the price of wood increased the price of the house by like seventy thousand dollars because the price mm-hmm. of wood went up. Exactly. I have a client who wants to do likewise. He wants to retire out out in the country, to say the least. And he asked about 10 to 50 acres of land and he wanted to pay about $100,000 for it. And I was afraid I almost gave him a heart attack because where he wanted to build it, $100,000 is just not going to get it for him. No, no. It, you have to go way Southeast Ohio to get some Thank land. Yeah. That's not going to be crazy priced. Benton so, County, Benton County, Ross County, maybe mm-hmm. Jackson. You get some inexpensive prices down there, but you're getting very rural, and that's not that's not for everybody. No, that's for certain. We're so not what, giving up, but it's it's. He's just realized it's going to take a while, and we've had a little bit of a reality chat. Yeah, yeah. Well, that always stinks, though. It it does. It it does. So, what do you think the rest of the year is going to be like? I think it's going to be more like a normal summer. Um, I think we're seeing summer, spring, the spring market come in early. And I think it's going to trend a little bit more for a little bit more of a calmer, normal summer. You're still going to see multiple offers. You're still going to see um, some prices over uh, over asking price. But I think it's it's going to calm down a little bit. We need to. Yeah. We definitely need a correction. That last year's market was not good for Anybody. Anybody, really. Exactly. Unless you're a listing agent. It was good if you're a listing, listing agents agent. agents did well. But other than that, it was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle for a lot of people. So do you have any uh, interesting things that you have in the works for this year? Any cool projects? Not right now, but I'm always an open to uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We've got a cabin we're building. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. That is awesome. Yeah, it'd be a little something to rent out and stay in. There's one down there now that she and I will stay in for camping. For spending night while, while we do some work down there, get ready for make a little campground down there. That's our retirement plan. Yep. There you go. All right. So we'll talk to agents. We'll talk to other business owners. And they always have like a little thing they do differently that helps, yes. that helps them to stand out or to help maintain relationships with their clients. Is there anything you do that's different to help you? My friend and mentor, Keith Jennings, noticed that I wrote handwritten thank you notes. Oh. And he just basically said, keep doing that. And I have. 
that that is like a lost art. Kids today can't even handwrite, so well, it's time consuming. That too is part of the issue. So, so have you always done that for your? I have always done that. Yes, I've always done that with with my sphere with my sphere always. Okay, nice, nice. There's actually it seems to be appreciated. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It is a lost art because you took the time to send a card. We got a handwritten note the other day from a uh, agent, you know, a team of agents that wrote it to us. Just and it was, yeah, it was just like, hey, you know, appreciate you guys. It was sweet. It was very, very much appreciated. It, it helps make that connection and remembering it over the years. Makes it personal. Yes. There, I was going to say, there is a company they will handwrite notes for you. So you 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 give them a sample of your 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 handwriting. They plug this into a, a computer that actually takes a, a pen and will move the pen on the card. So it looks like it's a handwritten note, but it's really not. That's cool. I have no idea what company this is, but I've seen something similar coming off of our copier from one of our uh, one of my colleagues. Huh. Ah, okay. There's there's a, a company called Send Out Cards. Which, which we will do sometimes to send out appreciation gifts or little gifts to people. Mailbox Power is another one. But they can take your, your handwriting and turn that into a font. They don't want my handwriting a font. But It would be illegible. No, it's horrible writing. Yeah. <laughs> but the one company does uses an actual physical pen to actually write the note with a pen. So, so it looks more uh, handwritten. More authentic. Yes. So I don't know if I, how I feel about that. I like systems, mm-hmm. but this that's like or that's that's cheating on the, the intent, the whole intent of doing a handwritten. No, that's cheating on it. To me, that's like that's not legitimate. No hand handwritten note. But I like like them that you do the handwritten, and we've talked about doing it before. We've done some. We need to be more consistent with it. My handwriting stinks. We've established that, haven't we, Kathleen? <laughs> my my mama made me practice. I'm glad she did. Oh, mine oh. did too. It didn't help. <laughs> we even, so I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not, but when I went to school, we had those handwriting booklets. Yeah. Our teachers didn't grade those. They got sent back to the company that manufactured those and they graded them. Oh. At least where I went to school. Let's My just say I never did mine. well. What was that? My teacher graded mine. Yeah, I didn't. The, ours got sent back. Ah. It, was, it was it was crazy. I've never heard of anybody that's that's had that happen or that knew about it. So with your handwritten notes, you maintain contact with the clients. You send them like then uh, occasional updates or touch points. I, I send I send them out uh, a newsletter once a month. Oh, via, nice. If I've got their e- if I've got their email address. Okay, nice. So how do people? I mean, is, is there an area? Like a certain it's not, area, not, region. Not, not like a certain area. You're well, she does a lot of Bexley. Well, I, I, I love Bexley. Um, I love Berwick. I grew up in the Northland area, so I've been working out there quite a bit. As of late, most of my listings have and most of my activity has been in the Hilliard area. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you're pretty much all over, actually. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All, all over Columbus. Okay, good. So if, if somebody want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, uh, please feel free to contact me, um, 614-228-0808. Uh, 
or on my mobile, 592-3332, or uh, via my email, Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N dot Radcliffe, R-A, D as in David, C-L-I, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, at C-B Realty, R-E-A-L-T-Y dot com. And my mother also made me practice my spelling a lot, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you ever do a spelling bee? I, more often than not, I did. I, if I entered a spelling bee, bee, I won it. There you go. I, was, I, I think I did the one once in school. I, I don't think I lasted very long, long in it. <laughs> I got I got knocked out of the competition quick on the spelling. So anything else you'd like, you'd like to share with us? Not a darn thing. So thank you both for having me. I really appreciate it. It's oh, been it a nice, nice day to spend lunch. T- it's been a nice way to spend lunchtime on Valentine's Day. Yes. yes. Very nice. You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H, and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff. Mm-hmm.